0: Welcome to the Journey of Strength podcast, the podcast for men that is going to teach you how to become stronger physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm your host, Jacob Weatherly. G'day guys, welcome back to the Journey of Strength podcast. Got an absolute legend on today. I mean, I say that every time I have a guest, but I mean, every time I have a guest, I only have legends on anyway. So if you get invited onto the podcast, just know you're a legend. Uh, but I've got the great man, Mr. Tom Hobbs on today. We've uh, we've just wrapped up recently 12 months of coaching under Tom Clark, and I feel like I mentioned Tom in nearly every episode as well, um, and seeing the growth that Tom has had not only within his business but as a as a man to be able to witness that has just been epic so welcome to the podcast tom
1: thank you brother thank you for having me on and uh yeah i love the whole legend thing i feel the same like having a guest on you're just like obviously they're a legend because you know you wanted to have them on so yeah i totally yeah. totally get that um but yeah thank you for
0: inviting me on stoked to stoked to be here 100 man 100 i suppose um this is the first time i've actually had you on the podcast i know i've been on uh mm. i've been on yours which is uh those were a while coming. ago hey yeah it feel like it's been ages so yeah yeah give you introduce yourself let us know like for those that are listening that might not have heard of you before or know what you do let us know like yeah where you're at who you are yeah. what you do
1: yeah easy loaded question um yeah <laughs> yeah i guess easiest way to put it is i i'm a coach um in the, in the fitness side of things. So, uh, kind of undergoing, I guess a little bit of a transition with that, but yeah, to make it sort of simple and straightforward, I coach predominantly women. Um, and it's, I guess my big thing is, is synergy, um, and relating that to body image, uh, and then working through, their their inner workings and their inner world, basically. So, um, you know, my aim is to get people an incredible physical change and, and, you know, before and after photo, but actually have them be happy in that, see what they've done, um, you know, create more confidence, strength, happiness, and all that as well to create overall synergy. Um, So I guess that's the easiest way to explain what I do as a coach. Um, And then I guess you probably slap gym owner onto that in about two weeks <laughs> i won't call it just yet um but <laughs> basically opening yeah opening a, a facility which is going to be an embodiment of what i just said that i do with my one-on-one coaching but in a facility so um yeah planning to open that in uh, on the 21st of feb touch wood um and then just continue spreading my message through through the facility so um yeah that's that's me in a nutshell
0: beautiful man yeah love it and I love how like that has just all come together in like such a beautiful way for you to mm. open the facility in two weeks like yeah. hearing you say that like I feel like I've heard you say that a few times over <laughs> the last like you know yeah. couple of months but like now that it's so close to you opening your own facility it just has like it's got that little bit of extra like kick to it it's like yeah, yeah. and when you walk into this facility like that's what we're about. I think it's just yeah. so sick. So yeah, congratulations, man. Like, yeah, it's, you, man. it's awesome. Yeah. And I suppose what I want to get into, like in this episode, especially like like I mentioned, like we've, we've been on a huge journey over the last 12 months and, you know, to witness the changes that, yeah, not, not only I've gone through, but you've gone through as well. Like it's just been an epic ride and, you know, we've got the retreat to look forward to. So I suppose I want to get into like, yeah, how your last 12 months has been and, you know, not just as a business owner, but, you know, as a man and for those, for the guys that are listening, like, yeah, really, really talking us through like how you've handled any challenges that have popped up or the biggest changes you've gone through and when what's stuck with you most.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, well, I guess we start from a year ago. So I guess start of 2020. Um, as as you know I've gone through my ups and downs with well a lot of things but especially with uh with starting up the gym there's had a few false starts in there um but I guess like my journey if I sort of take it back a little bit further has probably been transitioning from you know when I started as a P- as a PT as a coach it was very physical it was very I was very gym bro it was very you know that style very uh masculine uh I mm. guess was was where I was sort of uh, where I was at personally, where I was at with where I want to take my business and, and all of that. And it was like always, I need to get in better shape. I need to look the part. But I also then like, that's what I coach. And that's that's all I coach. Um, it's funny, like I'm reading, uh, reading a book at the moment by Eckhart Tolle. And I just remember back to the first ever book I actually read was by him um, called The Power of Now. But I got literally caught away through it. This was during my masculine phase. Um, caught away through it and I was like, this is some spiritual bullshit. I don't need this. So, yeah, that basically gives you an idea of like where I was at. Like, I was like, yeah. I don't need this hippie stuff. Like, I just want to go in and fucking lift weights and like, you know, meal prep and like do all that stuff. Yeah. And I didn't need this touchy feely stuff. Um, mm. I definitely had probably more feminine in me than a lot of blokes do at like at that time. Like, I was, I was pretty, you know, I was in touch with my emotions and all that kind of stuff. But there was definitely like this wall and this front that I would put up as like yeah as a man and then as as a coach so that basically was my first maybe 4 4 years as a PT was kind of doing doing things that way and that like, was fine that was was working okay um and then it was only until yeah I guess you know met met you and some of the other crew and and, and Tom obviously and started doing that work that things really started to shift um and then yeah probably this time last year at Transformers when it really started to shift um you know i went i went fully online like we explored some shit in uh, in those five days at transformer um and it was just kind of that um how do i put it yeah i guess seeing that whole spiritual uh and emotional side of things like being the feminine side of things that just how important they actually were and then it was just like starting to tick not only how much I was going to better my life, like my relationship, my friendships and all that, but also how much it was going to help my clients. Like mm. one of the biggest things I would see in the fitness industry was like people, especially that compete is an easy example. Like there's this journey of, of getting in physical shape. But then if you don't have plans in place post-show or even like after a regular challenge or fat loss or whatever, if you don't have things in place after that or be able to deal with the emotions and the mentality needed after that or to actually be proud of what you're doing, then it's like um, you might see it as great for business because then it's like people just keep coming back and like you just get them in shape over and over again. But Mm. I saw that as a really big limitation and flaw in the industry. It's like I don't want these people to feel like they need me all the time and I don't want to feel like i need them either i want to yeah like i want to get them a sick result but then be like they're fucking happy with it and they can go off and do their own thing and integrate that into other areas of life outside of the gym so that was where yeah it was probably about probably this time last year where my coaching then took that turn um obviously we jumped into to the leaders of impact and worked through that more um to i guess now where i feel like i'm currently right smack bang in the middle of yeah i've used the word existential crisis i think i used it on the call the other day i've used it in the podcast the ads and i did yesterday but i get yeah it's just like a bigger questioning of myself like reality as a whole what i'm doing like i've like listening to your story on the call the other day of the emotional stuff you went through recently um and like i had my version of that couple of days ago as well i just like I was just journaling, like, as I normally would. And I, I don't know, I had music on. I just started fucking crying. Like, it was fucking yeah. bizarre. Um, it's, like, all came out. And then yesterday, like, I don't know if you saw the post I put up of me in the in the garage, in the gym, and I was just, like, in there. Because that's where the facility kind of started. Um, and I was, like, was writing a post. and I was, like, started crying there as well, um, which is, like, yeah, crazy. Like, I've never been afraid to cry, you know, but it was just, it was different. It was a
0: different kind of emotion um yeah so talk us kinda... talk me through that like what was the yeah. what was the emotion like what was the yeah like what was the theme of it i guess
1: yeah i get am trying to think what it was like i was although i had music had my headphones on just walking outside i was about to jump on a on a console um and i just went down there and sat in there i was just like this is pretty cool like, this is where it started like basically decked out our garage like during lockdown and then that was kind of where i was like you know, what I actually think I want to do this facility back in 2019. So that was kind of where it started, like had the name and the banner up on the wall and stuff like that. I was just kind of sitting there, like I had some, I guess, relatively emotional music on my headphones. And then I was just like writing out a bit of a post. And then I literally got to the line where I was like, um, basically like the next chapter, like Reason HQ uh, is going to open in two weeks. And I was literally like, (laughs) I'd written the W and the E in weeks. And then I just like like it's like this wave of emotion came over me, and I started fucking crying. But it was like, yeah, it was like gratitude, and maybe the first time I really stopped and appreciated how far I've I've come. Um, like, I wouldn't say I have trouble being proud of myself, but I don't think I've ever stopped to really reflect on what this message and like what redesign itself entails. And like, because I was getting heaps of messages um about the gym and like the whole idea of it and how it's so like it's going to be so impactful and all that and i actually think i'll just let that it just all landed it's like my unconscious was just like like here you go here you go here you go like all this evidence and i was like fuck okay like this isn't just a gym kind of thing um so i think yeah i think that's the best way i can describe it as i said i feel like i'm still in the middle of all this and it's still all landing but to kind of wrap all that up it's like when you start doing the work we've done and all the stuff you will talk about on your podcast as a man, like it just opens so many doors and it just changes your life. And yeah, you just feel like you're becoming more of a man, even though you're doing mm-hmm. the stuff that a lot of society deems to make you less of a man.
0: Yeah, that's such that a good sense? point. too. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, uh, we talk about you sitting still and like doing some breath work and meditation and you know yeah diving into like spirituality and stuff like that and most blokes are just like uh fuck that i don't need that (laughs) yeah like why would you make me do that and like even like the um like the mirror stuff that i was talking Mm. about and the like yeah just the when you said you were reading that uh that real spiritual book and it's kind of just like sometimes even us like yeah, yeah You know, we're not these, you know, otherworldly beings. Like we're just normal fucking blokes. We just pursue that level of awareness that we desire and like to, to better our lives and to better our clients' lives and everyone around us. Right. But Mm. most blokes will just look at that kind of stuff and go, "Ah, well, no, thanks. I'm just going to fucking (laughs) next, next beer kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really like stoked to, to hear that, man. Like I feel like, it, it almost gets to a point in every bloke's life from what I've found anyway and from like the guys that I've spoken to, especially recently. Like it's crazy how many conversations I'm having about this now. Mm. Uh, you're probably the fourth guy in the last, I'd say, fortnight that I've had yeah. this conversation with where they've just like had this moment where every it's just like every emotion they've ever experienced in their entire life just goes like... <laughs> and just like hits them in one go and then all of a sudden they're just like wow like i'm actually doing all right like yeah i'm doing a really fucking good job right now and yeah it's it's so sick it's so cool what do you reckon is like besides obviously that moment because that's obviously a very like pivotal moment for you but like over the last 12 months like what's what's something that's like really stuck with you whether it's like yeah, a book or like a quote or a learning you had, like what's really stuck with you? Damn, making me think now. I,
1: <laughs> I feel, yeah. I feel like honestly, a lot of them have come like pretty recently. Um, yeah, I think I've been doing a lot of work around ego lately mm. and just like I've always had an, an understanding of what that is, but I think now I'm at the point where I'm really noticing when it's coming up in me um and then like just being able to separate um like the voices and thoughts and shit that goes on in your head and just being able to be like okay cool like that's all that's this over here that's my ego that's it like trying to protect me or whatever and then this is me like my my being like who i actually am like okay cool i'm just gonna observe this and just look at it and just know that it's not actually me and like, okay interesting why is that coming up like how can I choose to react or whatever? Like perfect example, I spoke about this on the podcast yesterday. I had a, just chatting to a guy who like acquaintance who, you know, we've caught up on and off at the gym and stuff like that, but was always like a very, I don't know, a gym bro kind of relationship, like that kind of thing. Mm. You know, how you're on terms with just people that train. And then he replied to a story of the next book I'm reading, which is a Joe Dispenza one, um, how to change your mind. I don't know, whatever it's called. Um, and like talking about like quantum reality and like reality creation and stuff, and obviously we've done w- work on that, and we you know both utilize in our coaching. And he said like, "Oh, I've read that like so like crazy when you you start you know incorporating the power of that knowledge or and whatever." And like my, it was like such an unconscious response. I immediately felt like I had to tell him that, yeah, like I've been using it in my coaching for like the last year, and like it's you know it's so yeah, it's like so life changing. But there was like that part of me that had to let him know that I'd already been using it and I've been teaching mm. it or whatever. I literally yeah. sent it, put my phone out, didn't even think anything of it. And then I was just like sitting there and I was just like, went back. I was like, read it. I was like, what the fuck was that? And I started like messaging <laughs> back and I just like, apologizing like, dude, I'm so sorry for that message. Like that was such an ego message. Um, I was like, yeah, apologize for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, having that awareness now on that and being able to pick that up within me business in relationship with ads and you know anything just being able to see that and and sort of separate myself and understand who i am at my core versus this thing that's been conditioned um you know a lot over the years and just kind of starting to reframe that a little bit so
0: yeah, yeah not, a, not a quote but that's yeah that's probably the biggest biggest one i can put yeah. my finger on yeah, that's massive, man. I 100%, I 100% agree with that too. Like having the awareness around, yeah, little unconscious, like just mm. they're like reactive responses, right? Yeah. It's like you, you read the message and you, you don't even think it's just like a like you're done and you send it and then, yeah. yeah, like I said, you put your phone down and then you're like, hang <laughs> on a minute, like why, why did that feel so weird? And then you read it back and you're like, what the fuck? fuck like yeah. why would i say that so unnecessary like, yeah and like I, I do it to um i do it to grace sometimes as well like she'll say something like um and just to Give you some context and, like, everyone listening some context. Like, Grace is an amazing cook. Like, it's like she goes into the kitchen, waves a magic wand, and all of a sudden there's this beautiful, nourishing food. And I'm like, how do you do that? And whereas, like, I get in the kitchen and, and, like, an hour and a half later, I've, you know, I've, I've burnt the schnitzels or, like, whatever. <laughs> but, like, I'll be in there and I'll be, like, uh, you know, cutting vegetables or something like that. And I'll be chopping them up. And Grace will come in and go, oh, um, Like, do you want me to show you a better way to do that? And my instant response is like, I know how to cut vegetables. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, hang on. No, sorry. Yes. Show me a better way. And then it's just like that little like reactive response. And yeah, like you said, the awareness, to have the awareness around that to, well, firstly, recognize that it is a reactive response from yeah from your ego or whatever it might be and then to rectify that and go like oh hang on no like that was a response completely from my ego it was mm. completely unconscious and reactive like i'm sorry like yes please show me how to cut vegetables a better yeah. way or like sorry for that message or like whatever it is yeah what would be your what would be your tips for any blokes out there who you know might have just listened to that and gone, oh, shit, I'd do that. What would be your tips in helping them be able to, yeah, become more aware of responses like that?
1: Yeah, good uh, good question. I think, I guess first you've got to be open to all this stuff we're talking about. So it's always like, I always talk to my clients as the gatekeeper, like to, to actually make the change you want to make, you have to actually believe. So you get to this gate And to go through it, it's, yeah, no, I believe I can do it. I believe I can change, change, you know, who I am as a man or whatever. But if I don't believe that, then I actually can't go past this gate. All right. Mm. So the first thing is, okay, yeah, I know that I need to change or I want to change. I just maybe don't know how, like, cool, come through the gate and let's explore that. Um, And then, yeah, I guess the easiest way is to, so yeah, basically in this book, he goes, Give your ego a name. Um, There's another book called The Chimp Paradox, which is essentially the same concept. Have you read that one? Yeah, I've heard of
0: it. Yeah, I've looked into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I haven't read it yet. I was just talking with my physio about it yesterday. It's the same. It's the same concept. It's just like your ego is your your inner chimp, basically, trying Mm. to tame it or quiet it or whatever. So I feel like that's really helpful if you either name it, like make it a like fucking stupid name or like whatever, or, or or think of it as your chimp, and then it's just it's awareness first because if you're not aware that it's happening, then it can be really hard to change because you don't know what you're changing if you're not aware that it's there. So I think, yeah, for me, like, like, as I said, it's not the first time I've heard about ego, but it's the first time it's landed in a way that I've been like, Oh my God, like, yes, I am separate to my ego. I need my ego because it's my identification, but I can start to see what's not helpful or not, not, um, you know, optimal with what it's saying. And then I can keep what, I do like and is serving me. So it's yeah. just like, I guess if I relate it back to yeah, gym, because that's such a testosterone filled masculine environment um, around blokes. And that's like one of the reasons why I wanted to get out of training, training out of those kind of gyms, because I was just over that scene. Um, but Common One is there is like you see someone else lift like chest press and more weight next to you. And what do you do? Even if you're gassed and you know you can't like press the 40s, you pick up the fucking 42s. Yeah, you want to have a Passed crack. out some, yeah, some mm-hmm. shitty reps. Yeah. But instead of that, it's just like, like okay, like why do I feel like I need to up, you know, upstage this guy? Like he's clearly stronger. That doesn't actually make me inferior. He might have been training for longer. He da 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 da. So it's just stopping yourself instead of reacting and like walking to the dumbbell rack and sticking your fucking chest out and like making sure he yep. sees. Just be like, okay, like cool, that's my ego. Why is why is this story repeating? Why do I feel like I'm under threat? what does it matter if I lift the dumbbells, you know, the, the lighter ones. So Mm -hmm. having, yeah, having awareness. And once you've got that, you can start to reframe. And I guess that's where the coaching you and I do kind of helps facilitate as to what you change that into. So, yeah, I feel like it's the gatekeeper and then it's the awareness and then it's like, depending what your stories are of
0: your ego as to what needs to happen. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And like, Yeah, beautiful. I love that. I love the way you explained it too, and it's similar. I explained something to my guys because, you know, when I uh, when I go over ego with them, it it triggers their ego, which is kind of yeah. a funny paradox in itself, right? Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, your ego is this," and they're like, "No, it's not." I'm like, "Well, wow. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting that you say that because uh, <laughs> that's it." But <laughs> it's like um, you know when I explain the you know, what it is and how they become aware of it and the processes behind it and everything. Like you said, like the, the stories and all of that. It's like, if you're in the gym and yeah, you see someone lifting more than you and, you know, your whole being just wants to go over and pick up the, the next set of dumbbells up. That doesn't mean that you need to like stop and like, do a journaling process and like walk out of the gym and do a meditation and then like come back in and like talk to the guy and say, Hey, I just had this response. Like you don't have to do that. Like feel free to, if you want to, but it's like, sometimes it can be, yeah, same. Absolutely. I've never, never seen anyone do it. I've never done that myself, but it's like, but sometimes I will. And like, you know, we, we both go to the gym a lot, right? Like it's sometimes I'll see it and I'll, I look at someone and then they're doing something what I see is better than me Hmm. and I'm like oh I need to do that heavier I need to do this quicker I need to and I'm like oh wait (sighs) no I don't and it's just like one deep breath and I'm like hang on and like that's all it takes for you to just like have that little piece of awareness to go oh hang on like I don't really need to do that, and then yeah, maybe when you finish at the gym, you can go home and you can ask yourself those questions: or why did I have that response, and what's the story that I'm telling myself here, and all of that kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. And what's like, I suppose, like over the last yeah, over the last twelve months, like getting the gym up and running and and going through these shifts. And I know you've been doing a lot of reading and everything like that. What's uh, what's been some things that have really helped you stay on track, whether it's you know, specifically business things, or whether it's more, yeah, more personal things. Like, what's really helped you as a bloke to stay driven, on track, motivated, etc.?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think this has definitely changed. So, like, but yeah, backstory. I've I've flipped uh, doing and then not doing the gym that many times over the last like, since I've known you last two years, even a little bit before that, um, like, Mm -hmm. I was super keen, and then I'd pull out or something would happen or COVID would happen. And then I'd be back Mm -hmm. in and then I'd have something but basically got to the point where uh, it was literally transformed last year, hey, I was like, I remember speaking to you, actually, I was like, I'm actually having my having these doubts, it was like on day five or something, it was just like shit going on my head. But basically, what came of that, so it literally gone through the process, I'd gotten a place council approval like we're getting ready to start the day it was only because the the agent was so slack that we weren't actually in it back a year ago a different place i then did tom's igniter came to adelaide did igniter and that's where it like really hit me i was like that's when i pulled out like really pulled Mm. out and i had all these things coming up and like long story short i basically just convinced myself not to do it out of fear one well, it's fear of like money financials like that's something i'm still like having challenges with, but overcoming and just like, um, yeah, working through that side of things. But then the actual reasons why I was opening a gym was the main thing that I later discovered was what was driving me back then. So like people I watch on YouTube and look up to like a bunch of American people who open gyms and whatnot. I saw the status they got. I saw the followers. I saw the, like the clothing lines and all like that stuff, which, part of me now still loves and I'm like, yeah, like I, would, I definitely would like that as a byproduct. I'd be cool. But now it's like, because then, because I know what my redesign message is, it would mean that would get out to more people versus back then it was like, I just want the fucking clout of being like, <laughs> you know, an Instagram yeah. dude, whatever, that owns a gym. So that's kind of what I, I discovered. So to answer your question, it would be now that I've actually sat on it and worked out why I'm doing this, I'm still like working through those financial things, but yeah, just knowing you know, deep within that your message is, is help going to help people and it's going to impact people and everything else is just going to kind of work itself out. Um, and it's, yeah, like I thought I was cool just being an online coach, but there was just that, that little thing missing. I was just like, I just feel like I'm, I can do more. I'm destined for more um and this facility is just kind of like my next step and my next challenge so now that i've understood all those things that like made me pull out last time and understand why i'm doing it and just looked at that a little bit more and now i'm just like i just feel like there's no way that it can fail because i know what the message is like i'm literally having a few of the members that have signed up already like selling themselves to me because of what the message is and it's like i just need to be a part of this I'm like, yeah, you fucking do <laughs> like most people <laughs> in the fitness industry to an extent need to be a part of what we're doing, whether it's directly through us or whether it's seeing what we do and the message we do and the, how these people are going to come out the other side. It's better for, yeah, it's better for your body. You're going to look yeah. better, like whatever, but it's also going to better your life, ha- going to be happier and more confident. And if we can start to get that to ripple out and obviously it's the same kind of message you talk about everyone else in the tom crew a bunch of other coaches that i respect here in adelaide do the same then it's only going to better everyone in the long run and then 100%. um yeah so that's i guess where i'm at where i'm at now and why i sort of had that moment yesterday is because i feel like it's like i don't think it's fully hit me i don't think it will until we're actually up and running properly but um yeah just have that sense of like yeah I've got my challenges yeah I'm like fuck I don't know how some of this shit's going to work itself out but I just know that it's going to work itself out so you just mm-hmm. have that trust and you just keep going and it's like cool keen to see how
0: yeah. this how this plays out yeah 100 you sum that up perfectly just trust just like unbelievable trust that everything will yeah. work out yeah and it sounds well by your recount there it sounds like everything is like if people are just like jumping in being like yo like i need to be a part of this that's mm. oh man that's so sick that's awesome that's yeah, cool that's cool sweet well uh i know i didn't mention this to you uh before we jumped on because i wanted the uh I wanted the answers and the reaction to be raw and authentic. All right. Um, Yeah. We've talked about, I love that. (laughs) Good, good. We've talked about like the last 12 months and, and, you know, everything that's gone on there, which has obviously been, yeah, monumental shifts and changes. And yeah, obviously now two weeks away from, from opening up your own facility, which is just sick. So I want to get in a bit more of, you know, what makes Tom Hobbs, Tom Hobbs, how did you get here? Like, and, you know, I, I love talking about this kind of thing, and I love when when guys and, and blokes like tell their story about you know the challenges they faced growing up, or whether uh, you know whether you faced huge amounts of adversity, or whether you didn't at all. Like, I love just hearing like how you you got here. So, I suppose like the question is: feel free to start wherever you like if you want to start yeah. at I don't know school your first job like uh I don't know did you eat dirt as a kid or like <laughs> whatever like yeah yeah how did you how did you get to this point yeah right okay good
1: question I used to fun fact I used to eat millipedes you know fucking those little like millipede things oh, really? pretty, <laughs> like as a kid like I don't know how old I was like uh yeah very young I used to eat millipedes anyway you just had the dirt thing so um <laughs> <laughs> millipedes was my was my jam uh yeah so i was like i'm like very lucky i had, I had a very good childhood i um you know my parents were always so loving supportive like i went to really good schools i got phenomenal opportunities through sport and stuff like that at um, the school i went to um like my parents did go through divorce probably when i was in year eight i think so when i was what's that like 14 or 15 um, it's, it's yeah funny like this has come up like this is I feel like I blocked out that kind of year or so of when that was happening
0: mm.
1: that I'm actually been exploring that in the last couple of weeks like there's been a few like little blocks and things that have come up recently that I'm just like there's there's got to be a reason why I'm having these recurring thoughts anyway that's sort mm-hmm. of the side track. but yeah so there's probably still stuff there I'm need to uncover a bit more Um, but yeah I had a, I had a very very good child can't can't complain at all I guess for me it was like I was, I was not a, I was not a fat kid. Like I was, yeah, I was definitely not a fat kid. Um, but like, you know, you've heard heard my story about um, I have gynecomastia, which is it's literally just like excess fat on your chest, right? It's a very common ma- uh, male um, thing um, where you just have like man boobs, for lack of a better word. So whilst that like sounds very like insignificant, probably in terms of like in the grand scheme of things, that really shapes what I'm doing now in terms of getting people to be proud of their physical body and doing these other things to have unconditional love and and all that kind of stuff. So, but it sort of started with that. It was like, um, you know, bullied through primary school and then a little bit of high school, but then high school was not necessarily bullying. It was just, I would hide away. I'd be the one kid wearing a rashi. I would really not like going to the beach. Like I love the beach, but I would not like going to the beach or I'd wear a rashie and wouldn't feel comfortable. Like I'd wear, you know, your double shirts under my basketball singlets and like the thought of like, you know, skins versus not skins, like sport when you're a kid, like the thought of being on team that was skins like fucking petrified me. Like if that happened, I would fake an injury. Like there was no way I was doing it. So that then brought up, yeah, probably like a lot of things in terms of confidence and um, how I saw myself. And then I think that kind of translated later on into, yeah, these expectations and comparison of others. Like um, I then uh, finished high school, like did really well, got a really, really good ATAR and then was at uni for like six months. And then I pursued a basketball opportunity over in America. Then I got injured. So that went out the window. Then I went back to uni and then I moved up to the Gold Coast, but I was young. So I literally lasted not even two months, like six weeks um, with my one of my best mates, pulled the pit on that, came home, went back to uni, uh, started PT, moved up again, and then got really, really sick. Um, I, I managed to cop typhoid from Bali after a Bali trip, got really, really sick, and then bailed on the same mate again. I would started uni up there. So like, Long story short, two interstate moves for a combined total of probably three months, three uni dropouts. Meanwhile, because of I guess the school I went to, which was, yeah, I said lucky enough to go to a really good school. A lot of my mates were like doctors, fucking engineers, like and being at a school like that, it's like the expectation that you go on and like you do some shit. And there was mm. me, just like this PT, like I literally did my P T cert because I just wanted something to do. I was like, yeah, I like the gym, like I'll do that. I never saw it as a as a. It was just a means to an end. I was like, okay, well, I'll just do this while I figure out what what's next. So, whilst there was nothing like crazy in my childhood, it was just a lot of little things that led me, I guess, down this road of yeah, comparison not being enough, and then also the confidence through the chest thing, which then manifested in a lot of other areas of, of my life. Um, and then, yeah, it was only i reckon i only got my shit together a couple of years ago hey like <laughs> i'm 28 now yeah. maybe 25 um probably a year or so before i, I started with tom's probably the year before that i moved back yeah. here like i can vividly remember um, i spoke about this in my podcast like my low moment was sitting in hospital on the gold coast with this one i had typhoid like fucking sweating i reckon i would lost 15 kilos my my two bank accounts both had negative money like it was just and i was just sitting there i was just like staring at the roof i was like what the fuck have you done um but then from there it's just like well the only way you can go is up like <laughs> your yeah. bank account can only get so negative like you can only lose so much weight like whatever um and so that's when i moved home um back living with dad and then got a job here working up at um up at blackwood um fitness as as a trainer again started you know my boss there was like really into development so he got me into like clean health and nutrition courses i started doing more of this development which i hadn't done um then through a couple guys here lawson uh lawson Daly, dylan taylor phoebe who'd all done work with tom i'd seen what they'd been doing um so i reached out to tom and then i guess the rest is kind of the rest is kind of history from there um but yeah, I guess there's a lot of those things that I went through that I. This is the reason why I now coach the way I coach and why I'm so mm. into what I do now is because I like I see people that are going through that. Like every client I get, like their main problem is body confidence and like confidence in the gym. I was like, yeah, I fucking resonate with that. So mm. being able to provide coaching and like having been there and like gone through that stuff, um, and like it's generally people that. Don't care about getting a six pack, which is great because like I've never had a fucking six pack in my life. Like I don't really, don't really care. But it's just people that want to be happier and feel good and enjoy their life and you know have a bit of that control back that they haven't gotten. So that's yeah, I've been able to guess go through that journey and get myself to the point now where I'm like pretty good with all that, open about it, um, and now it's just about cool. Now how can I pass this on to um, to my clients and. You know through this facility and stuff like that so yeah that's probably the short version of that of that story there's a lot of other shit in that like lost my best mate for a while because i was fucking him over like i was moving up with him we we'd paying rent and then i would just literally bail um mm. so we've since reconciled that and went like we're sweet um but yeah still wouldn't change any of it like wouldn't change wouldn't change any of it because like i don't know where i'd be if everything just went swimmingly
0: and i don't know yeah is what it is so yeah that's it beautiful man thank you thank you for getting that out man i appreciate it and it's i mean yeah like you said like i've heard you speak about parts of that before but then yeah it's so good to so good to hear it again and hear Mm. yeah hear different details every time it's so good and like um i I didn't i I swear you might you must have told me before but i didn't i didn't uh remember you went to america for basketball how was that
1: yeah so i know so we did I never actually got to college. It was, uh, based to the point where I was like looking at different offers and we're talking to, you know, just like a couple of junior colleges. It was nothing. It wasn't like, you know, div one or anything. I was just me and the same mate, funnily enough, that I moved to Gold Coast with, we just, we froth American sport. Like it's literally what I do every single day, but it's like, we just want to go to college. Like it wasn't even mm-hmm. about the basketball. Like we just want to go to college. So that's what we're both doing. Um, I was lucky enough to go on a few trips just with school. So we'd go over and like, we'd be billeted out with different, um, it was the same family twice actually, like in, in New York state. Um, mm-hmm. and we'd, you know, tour around there and play games in, um, into California New York up in Buffalo, um, Philadelphia. Like it was, yeah, fucking insane. Like just absolutely insane. Such a great experience. Uh, yeah, that's, I reckon that's literally my only regret of anything I've done is like, I wish I'd, Either been in high school in America playing basketball or football because like I just fucking love it, um, or mm-hmm. I, like done a couple of years at, at a college um, playing basketball and experiencing that. But um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. that was very very cool. yeah Sick. Who do you follow
0: in the basketball?
1: Uh, so I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Patriots fan. So I've got I've got the Kobe tattoo on that wrist. Oh, Patri- <laughs> Patriots logo on his arm. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, yeah college Miami like we went back um probably four or five years ago uh just with a bunch of bunch of mates who actually stayed at the University of Miami um which was pretty fucking insane so that's my my allegiances with them um yeah I just love that's my that's my out that's my uh that's my switch off and I just go into my American mode and i love (laughs) it
0: american man yeah i love that beautiful man i want to um i want to circle back a bit because there's there's yeah obviously like you said there's a lot to unpack there like that's Mm. i mean it's a it's a beautiful story and i mean it makes complete sense what you're doing now and like yeah yeah like you said helping people just fall back in love with their body and and appreciate and live a happy life i think that's just beautiful and you're doing it at such a high level too to be honest which is just even even sicker um yeah, all good, my bro, all good. And uh, I suppose what I want to circle back to is, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, bullied in primary school and then high school, not so much, but it was more so you started to get a little bit more self-conscious. Like you said, you were wearing the the Rashi and you know, T-shirts under the basketball singlet and everything like that. Like talk, talk us through like that kind of process because I find it so interesting that that's how it's sort of plays out like mm. you get bullied you know early on and you know it's like other people start making you aware of things about yourself that you weren't even aware of at first but then if you start listening to them and you know you're you're listening to the story that they're telling about you yeah and obviously back then you know back then i had no fucking clue what self-development was or what <laughs> You know, and belief systems and like the unconscious mind. I wouldn't have had a clue back then. Mm. So I'm sure I'm sure you're the same. And like, yeah. it's talk us through like how you know you got bullied, and then all of a sudden you became self conscious. Like, what was what was happening for you at that point in your life?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I actually haven't thought of it like that. Yeah. So this will be interesting. Let's see where this goes. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think back to when it first, yeah, first started. Like, as I said, I was like, I'm tall. Like I'm six. Three six four, so pretty tall so it was always like even before i guess the gynecomastia was starting like probably through early primary school like i remember being i was definitely the tallest or one of the tallest like in my year level so with that i think naturally comes like this the hunched shoulders to try and like get yourself mm-hmm. down to everyone's level because i was never i still i'm still not like i'm a i'm an introvert in the grand scheme of things with my clients and all stuff like this, like it's a different ball game, but I'm very, I mean, you've seen me like Tom telling me to speak up and like have more emotion in my voice and shit like yeah. that. So you imagine how I was back in primary school. I always just, I was always a quiet kid, like, um, you know, not, not, in the corner or anything. I just, I was never the class clown or anything like that. I just, you know, did my thing. So mm. it was probably, that's probably where it started. And then as like, I guess the, the extra body fat kind of accumulated and I, you know, you don't know what to, problem or you don't know that it's like yeah it's not even a problem or that it's um what's the word you're just different right you're just different mm. as, you know every other guy had like in flat chest or like whatever and that was just normal um so i started to i guess see that that i had more there and then um I honestly feel like i blocked out the actual bullying itself i can't i can remember a couple people that did it but in terms of what how it was done i can't really remember but yeah, I just remember then starting to feel, yeah, as you said, really uh, uncomfortable about it. And then, um, yeah, like basketball started to to ramp up then and, you know, the singles were pretty tight. So then it was just, I literally stand and like look at myself in the mirror and be like, okay, how can I make this look less obvious? So that's where mm. like the, you know, the fucking Kmart wife beaters came in because they were pretty tight. <laughs> so I would kind of like pull that and then it like looked fine. So I just started to get good at hiding it um and I guess that's where we got into high school like yeah I was I don't think I was ever bullied in high school about it like our group was fine with everyone like we didn't have those mm. there was nothing like that but it was because people probably didn't know that like that I had that like if I was ever in singlets or sport gear it was because um I mean I'd have another one underneath so they didn't know I was there if we were swimming like I'd wear a rashy but by then there were a couple other people wearing a rashi. um so no one ever really said anything but I was just like oh my god I feel like the outcast because you know I'm wearing yeah. the rash everyone's got there especially like swimming carnivals like that's another thing like fuck me dad if I was going to be an event in swimming carnival like that was the worst it was the worst yeah. because the whole school's there then looking at you then yeah um like you know getting changed in the corner with your back to so yourself just like shit like that um yeah. and like sounds probably sounds fucking weird but like people that have it will understand like you can like grab your nipple. And it will make it like essentially make it hard, and it will make yeah. it look way less worse. Like sounds oh, fucking yeah. bizarre, but like yeah, it just makes it look. It doesn't make it look as bad. So I oh, would mate, like that's
0: that's like an old that's like an old bodybuilding trick, isn't it? When you yeah. get, when you get in your photo shoot yeah, done, probably you flick him, flick him yeah. a bit. No, like, yeah, yeah, tightens them up a bit, makes your chest yeah. look more round. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was like doing that like sneakily, like anything, anything, so people would recognize it. Um, and then, yeah, I guess all that behavior and like the stories you tell yourself, the stories I was being told younger. And obviously then you start to see as guys start to hit the gym and become developed and you start to see more of other people, you're just like, okay, I look well, like really different to these people. Um, and then you just like, it must be a bad thing. If I look different to pretty much everyone, that has to be a bad thing. Whereas now I'm just, I look at it as like, yeah, like it's better now obviously you've been training and, I just want to, just don't give a fuck anymore, but, um, now it's just like, yeah, like there's a bit of extra body fat on my chest. It's like, okay. If you want to like take, take the piss or, you know, used to get a couple of years ago, like, um, as a PT, there's like expectation to look a certain way, expectation mm. in air quotes to look a certain way. So you're like, Oh my God, like, do I fit into that? Um, but at the end of the day, when you break it down, it's like, okay, yep. I've got a bit of extra body fat on my chest Does that have anything to do with me? No. Does it have my ability to help people? No. Um, And if someone's got a problem with it, then obviously that's triggering some kind of insecurity in them that they're not willing to kind of look at. So, yeah, I guess that's the evolution of it and it can be so easy to take on other people's thoughts on you and take them as gospel and that like, oh, well, if someone's telling me that this is weird, then it's probably fucking weird and then I'm going to start doing Mm -hmm. shit to reinforce that. Whereas when you just break all that down and you do more work around it, you're like, okay, it doesn't actually matter. Um, and then I guess the last piece to that is then once you own it as well, like I feel like so much, so much negativity comes from when you just deny, 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 we try and hide it away. It just makes it more real. Whereas like as soon as I did a fucking podcast on it, like we're in, I don't know if it was leaders or whatever, like Tom made me do the post about it. Um, once you start owning it, and I always use this reference with clients about anything, but like you've seen 8 Mile, right? Eminem movie. Yeah. yeah. So you know that last rap battle where he goes first and he literally yes. just like hangs shit on himself for like a minute yeah. and then like just owning every insecurity or flaw about him, like where he lives, like all that shit. And then the guy picks up the mic and he can't, he literally doesn't say anything. He just walks Don't out. not say a word. Yeah. yeah. So like stripping all the power away from someone because you've owned your shit. Mm -hmm. um so i i've used that a lot for myself and i also use that with clients a hell of a lot because it's so relatable um and as soon as you're just like yeah i've got that like whatever like yeah i've got a fucking freckle on my like nose or whatever it's like so what Mm. it's like oh well it's not fun to make fun of you now
0: if you like you do it first you know what i mean yeah literally 100 percent. i think that's a that's a good lesson for a lot of people for sure Mm. and i love that you use the eight mile reference i'm gonna uh your permission of course i'm gonna yeah. use that uh, i sure. wish i could claim that. I
1: can't i think that's a gary v one i reckon yeah right yeah i reckon i saw that years ago gary v was talking to someone and he used that that reference mm-hmm. so i'm just like yep i like that
0: i to use that <laughs> yeah bloody oath or maybe i'm just gonna have to credit the writer of that film yeah <laughs> credit whoever yeah. whoever wrote that scene <laughs> yeah, credit, credit eminem yeah, legit. Yeah, I'll 100% credit him for yeah. sure. <laughs> Sick. And like, I suppose just to, you know, we'll wrap this up shortly because this, this has been epic so far. Like, what, what things specifically did you do to be able to help yourself? Yeah, appreciate what you've got. Yeah.
1: In terms of the stuff I just went through, or just in like, yeah, like with,
0: oh, I suppose if you want to talk about overall as well, but yeah, like specifically with, yeah, with your body and with your chest, like what was the, what was the specific things you did to be able to help you appreciate that more?
1: Yeah, I think it's when you just start looking a bit further than just the physical body, like we spoke, spoke about before, like the, you know, your physical, mental, emotional, um, spiritual. I was not looking into, at least two, maybe three of like those other aspects while I was going through that. It was just like, my body looks this way. Therefore, if I don't fix my body, like the only way to do it is to fix my body. Like I've had appointments with surgeons because you can get it like surgically uh, surgically cut out and all that. It was yeah. only ever physical body, physical body, physical body. And like, so now looking back, it's like, yeah, like I've trained, like I've gone through, you know, dropping body fat and like, you know, shaped my chest or whatever. So that's part of it. But then I've also um, changed my mindset around it, which I guess is the ownership side of things and like understanding that at the end of the day, it's really not a big deal. Um, Mm. And then obviously emotionally, just like, um, yeah, regulating my emotions around it and um, yeah, understanding and having that awareness like we spoke about before of ego, like when it pops up and just, yeah, um, looking at more emotional level. And then spiritually, uh, I guess spiritually would be, just that like we're all, we're literally all the same. Like we're all just energy. It's all just energy. And we're all just energy. Um, and we're all, you know, we're all one of the same. So understanding that not feeling like I need to be, uh, superior to people, not feeling like I'm inferior to people as well as another one that came from the same book and just feeling like that oneness between all we just made up physically a little bit different. Um, I think in that Joe Dispenza books, he says how like 99.9999999% of things are basically not physical form, right? And then that 0.00001 is physical form. So yeah. to put that in perspective, I was literally focusing on the physical. So I was putting all my attention and my self-worth and all that shit into literally 0.0, I don't know, it's like fucking 10 zeros, 1% yeah. of things and missing the the like the vast majority of it. So- it's just kind of, yeah, synergy. Funnily enough, that's what I that's what I <laughs> preach now is just bringing that all in and like synergistically looking at all those different parts and doing what I need to do for each of them um, to then now where it's just like I don't know, I don't care, but I own it. If someone asks, I'll happily talk about it. I'll you know teach someone how to fix it through physical training or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, it just comes back to that synergy of the four the four planes, which I know you. You uh, you coach and talk about that stuff a lot as well. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's what it is. Beautiful man.
0: Yeah, I love that. Perfect. Awesome man. Mm-hmm. And uh, firstly, man, like thank you for just being so fucking open on this uh, on this episode. There's been a has yeah, no been a rad chat. I reckon there's going to be a lot of guys out there. Well, not only guys, probably just humans mm-hmm. in general in general that listen to this would we'll just get so much out of it for sure yeah. and uh one question i like to wrap every uh every guest episode up with is what is something that people might not know about you something people... oh, Damn. i know after have after talking yeah. about all of I'm sorry, that i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh shit i'm gonna have to throw this question in he's uh, gonna be like he's gonna be like what <laughs> I, just, I just put everything about me on the table. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: What is something that people don't know about me?
0: Yeah, have you got like a have you got like a weird habit or like a some weird like wacky idiosyncrasy or something like Um I've got
1: Oh, I'm literally doing it like so this is my idiosyncrasy. I can't not like if there's a pen, I have to pick it up and spin it. Yeah, right. Uh, that's funny you mentioned that. I've been doing this the whole podcast and I haven't even realized. I just just can't I just can't I just have to do that um what else like if it takes it back to like what I've actually done like I was one point I don't talk about as much but I was I literally missed out on being a physio by one point back in 2010 so I feel like if I'd somehow manage one more point I doubt I'd be here I doubt I'd know you so I always like look at that as like my sliding door moment I was Mm. like one more point, and I actually wouldn't wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. I can't think of anything
0: yeah. else. I can't think of anything else. No, that's cool. I like the pen thing. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's my, I really that's my that. thing. That's cool. I can't. Yeah, yeah. weird. <laughs> when, we, when we get to the leaders retreat, I'll, I'll oh, see you see doing it. Man. And yeah. I'll be like hey you yeah
1: especially if i'm like it's like my thinking or if i'm like nervous or anxious or i'm just yeah i just like have to
0: have to do it <laughs> interesting yeah cool yeah beautiful awesome man yeah. thank you so much for uh for jumping on You're today welcome. this has been yeah there's been an epic chat and uh yeah where can people find you like what where can people get in contact with you how can people sign up to the gym yep yeah,
1: uh, so my so Instagram is just at
0: Coach Tom Hobbs.
1: Um, the gym's Instagram is at Redesign underscore HQ. Um, I do a podcast called The Redesign Podcast, which you can find through through my socials. Um, and then, yeah, the gym is, yeah, DM me or there's an expression of interest on the Redesign HQ Instagram page. Uh, it's very, it's application and it's after a phone call. It's not just like, a, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to sign up here. Like you can come and sign up. It's like, nah, we've got to have a chat first because we're not taking yes. everyone on. Um, yeah, so the best way is just get in contact with me, have a chat and see if it see if it fits. Um, yeah, I think that's YouTube, you know, fuck around, do vlogs and stuff every now and then on, on YouTube. But yeah, find it all through the at Coach Tom Hobbs Instagram. Beautiful,
0: awesome, man. Thank you very much for jumping on, brother.
1: Yeah, you're welcome, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the Journey of Strength podcast. If you know a man, if you know a bloke who you think could benefit from listening to something like this, please feel free to share this with him. Also, if you're looking for even more free content, jump over to our Instagram page at Jacob underscore Weatherly. That's J-A-C-O-B underscore W-E-A-T-H-E-R-L-E-Y. And as well as that, jump over to our YouTube channel. Again, Jacob Weatherly. Search that up on YouTube for even more free content, free resources for all of us men out there. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Peace.